Welcome back to Smithy Sanctuary, the podcast, everybody. I have a very, very, very exciting guest with me today. You may have heard of her. She is a, I don't even know where to start. She is an incredible person cultivating sisterhood and healing spaces for women everywhere she goes. She also likes to say that she's an advocate for the earth, which we need more of those. So I'm all about it. And finally, she's a wonderful content creator. I have Cheyenne Merch with me, everybody. Hello. <laughs> thank you. Cheyenne Merch. If you know her from Instagram and your TikTok username. Yes. Shy Merch. It's Shy. Sorry. Actually. Oh, Shy. Okay. I know. I have to fix that because it <laughs> looks like Shay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Shy. That's even better, honestly. Yeah. I like it better. We're drinking our cups of cacao with us mm. to open us up, get us ready for conversation. Mm. I'm super excited. So yeah, let's uh, pack our bags and enter the sanctuary. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess I'll start off with because I see that you post about cacao a lot on your Instagram and like you use them for your ceremonies and healing spaces. So would you mind talking about um, what cacao is and what it means to you? Yes, I'm so lucky to have been kind of adopted into the world of like medicine and all of this healing modalities by my sister, who's like an amazing medicine woman, and she's older than me, and she began this journey a long time ago. So I first started by going to her cacao ceremonies and sitting with her, which was so special. And yeah, I really felt connected to this medicine. I was like, I would love to host a ceremony like this one day. And when it came time for me to host my own ceremonies, I just like knew cacao had to be a part of it. But of course, imposter syndrome comes in because it is a super special medicine. It needs to be protected and, you know, comes from the indigenous Mesoamerica. And as it gains popularity in the West, you know, we have to make sure we're respecting it with intention. My sister actually told me not to even call it cacao ceremony that some of the like people that work with close with the indigenous get kind of upset about that because we haven't been like initiated (laughs) into being ceremony leaders but I just didn't resonate with that because I do feel like I've connected with the medicine deeply on my own and you're called to it I'm called to it and I want to share it and it it brings something so special to my ceremonies what it is is chocolate in its most unprocessed pure form the chocolate we get in the stores honestly has like no cacao but once you heat cacao to a certain degree it just loses all its minerals and properties and when it's not heated it just has so much like antioxidants minerals magnesium iron it floods your body with like all the bliss chemicals it's a little bit of caffeine that's why you get that like boost of energy like blood flow and then energetically it opens your heart chakra so you could just like love that yeah and in (laughs) ceremony like when you take it serious and like the energy of the circle is like super serious like it helps it work you know with like the mind-body connection and yeah my first ceremony we were all like hysterically crying (laughs) which I was just like I knew it was cacao that just like helped us get there and helped us feel so warm and bubbly yeah I want to go to a ceremony so bad I wish you could go to one of yours when I'm leaving where do you went back to (laughs) oh you live in Colorado okay yeah but maybe I'll just manifest finding one or something there's yeah this has got to be the new age we need to gather as a woman in nature and like take that back Uh, yeah I need more feminine energy yeah desperately yeah we all do we all do (laughs) and that's my second calling was just like 
I've always been just like a girl's girl and I just took that lightly but now I'm like no like this is powerful like I can bring women together and like make them feel safe and comfortable to open up and share and cacao is just such a beautiful feminine energy to bring into that and it's all just been flowing so good I feel so like in my purpose and I'm so excited for more to come it's so beautiful (laughs) like your smile on your face I can really see that you're like yeah I love it I saw that you like went on a few retreats lately tell me about those they looked awesome yeah so the retreat space is my dream space like for years now I've the goal is to host women's retreats. Um, the goal is also to sail around the world and host sailboat women's spiritual retreats. Like, just channel that vision, trying hard and strong to get there. Me and my boyfriend are probably getting a sailboat in the next couple months, our first Ooh, one. That's so exciting. It's just going to be like a 30-footer, which is not very big, but I just got the idea like this month because I thought I couldn't do this until we had like our 50 foot catamaran yeah but now seeing just what I can cultivate with no boat you know like I'm hosting all this stuff with nothing like even on a small boat we could do like an overnight camping on an island yeah where we just like have ceremony for two nights you know and it's nothing crazy because the retreat I just went on was a three day and it was perfect you know it wasn't like a hardcore one week ceremony which was my first one with 15 women which was pretty intense honestly it's a lot of energy it's a lot of women a lot of energy and a lot of time you know I was like wow like a little mini three-day retreat is like perfect and with six girls perfect intimate intimate we all got so deep yeah I love going to retreats and just being able to take so much back because this is what I want to do and I definitely learned a lot from both of like what to do what not to do the first one was a little chaotic. (laughs) It was so beautiful, of course, in so many ways, but definitely like I could see how much you need help. You know, she did it by herself and it was a surf retreat and everything was based around the waves, which I thought of hosting one of those. But now I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) like having a surf be the main pillar of a retreat is very hard. It's also yeah. like not very relaxing. Like yeah. surfing, surfing is like is a, intense. such an intense sport. Like you're going through mental challenge the whole time. Yeah. And it also was very far. We were taking like hour taxi rides, like $200 taxi rides there and back. It was like a six hour day for this surf break. We like missed yoga a couple of days yeah. trying to chase the surf. And like it was a yoga surf retreat and like yoga was like the best part. So it was just like yeah. some of the planning I saw. But that's beautiful. Like, I know that's exactly why I went is to like learn and grow. And then second one was like amazing desert muse with Margo and Madison in Joshua Tree, California. It looked awesome. I just did that story (laughs) dump today of all of it. Yeah, Yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, I need to go to one of these. It looks incredible. I've never been on a retreat before. It these those are my first two. And there's more and more popping up. So many girls messaged me, like, how do you find these? I need one of these. And I definitely write. I would definitely recommend getting a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm kind of waiting on because they're yeah. expensive. A lot of the ones that I see and I'm like, do I really want to pay $3,000 for like a few for days? For one week. If you don't know the person, that's yeah. kind of what happened with the first one. I just knew her from Instagram. And yeah, it was really expensive. You know, yeah. like if I didn't want to do this retreat stuff myself and learn so much, I might have been a little upset how things were run. And then the second one was also expensive, but so worth it. And yeah. like, it was, you just have to get that good recommendation. I yeah. Feel like. I feel like in a way you're like researching in a way to yeah. kind of see how you can cultivate your own. Like, yeah. Yeah. But when it's someone's true, just like 
only vacation of the year. Yeah. $3,000 for one week. Yeah. It's like, shit. I could see why it's like hard to commit, you know? Yeah, that's where I'm at right now because me and my boyfriend are moving to Australia and I'm for two years. Holy shit. So it's like, I really want to go on a retreat. I wanted to get yoga certified in Bali. I do too. Yeah. But I I was like, it's like $3,000, $4,000. Like, I could save that for Australia. Like, I I can do so much with that money in the place that I'm dreaming about. So, like, I'll hold off on that for now. I feel (laughs) that. It's a big dream. And I wanted to get yoga certified. That was, like, a goal. But I was, like, to do both in one year is a lot. It is a lot. So, I was, like, okay, we're just gonna put that on the side burn it for now. But, like, maybe in Australia, hopefully I'll find. I'm sure something will come to you. Like, once you set that prayer like it'll find yeah. you which is I always have these big extravagant dreams of things I want to do other places and then like it'll come to me in my here and my now and it's not as like big and grandiose as I had dreamed but yeah. like it was a synchronicity that was sent to me and it's a way more uh easier <laughs> like more accomplishable thing to do like I'm yeah. gonna I was gonna do my yoga teacher training in Bali at yoga bar and five thousand dollar whole excursion yeah. and then my yoga studio yoga studio offered it and I was like, I should just do it at my home studio. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a lot easier. Yeah. But yeah, in my head, I'm like, oh, if I'm going to be doing this for like a month or something, I might as well do it in a different country. So yeah. I can travel vibe in with the yoga, but it's like a lot. I also yeah. want to do multiple and there's definitely like, yeah. that's like a, re- a retreat space and you actually get something from it too, like yeah. a full certification. And that's totally a retreat space. Like you can yeah. totally go on one that's just woman. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's worth it because you are usually doing the yoga certification for like three weeks or like almost a month. A month. Yeah. So it's like, why pay three thousand dollars for a, a couple week. days yeah. when I could just do it for a whole month? That's I've thought about that too. So yeah, true. it just seems mm-hmm. worth it to just do the whole thing and get like, like something yeah. huge out of it that you could totally make your money back by being a yoga teacher. Yeah, you know? exactly. So this is something I also was thinking about asking you, but um, obviously you're a super spiritual person, <laughs> and I love that because I relate to that a lot. But how did that journey begin for you? spiritual awakening journey yeah okay that's what I want to hear about (laughs) so obviously it's our it's our life path we were born just you know a more awakened generation especially if we're already where we are at in our 20s it's obviously been brewing for our entire lives which I definitely like shut off a lot of it I um when I was younger I became I was really really captivated and traumatized by the fact that we die which was just a huge part of my journey I found out we die when I was four years old nobody ever told me my family had no religion yeah so it wasn't something that was ever brought up my cousin was like super religious my my dad's side is super like Christian and my cousin told me in the pool like oh one day you die and you go to heaven and you meet Jesus and you're I'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> I had a very similar experience because my family's not religious either. So when I found out that you die, I was like, okay, so it's just an endless black void that I sit in for all of eternity. And that's what my mom and dad think. My mom came home and I was like sobbing. She's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, I don't want to die. Yeah. So yeah, no, I went. (laughs) Yeah, it was fucking traumatizing. And that's what I went back to my mom. I was like. Caitlin told me this thing can you like tell me that it's not true <laughs> and she was like no yeah like I guess you you do die one day like I didn't know you didn't know that I'm like why would I know that you mean I don't live forever <laughs> I truly thought like I had thought about it before and I thought I lived forever and I was like she's saying we go to heaven like what the fuck is that and she's like well that's what the Kalmansons believe like 
like, what do you believe? Like, you're my mother. Like, someone that's supposed to have all the answers, like, can't tell me the most important one, which led me into, like, having horrible, horrible panic attacks pretty much my entire life. Like, the second the thought would hit me that I'm going to die one day, I just, like, couldn't even live. But I did live a very normal life, and just when the thought would hit me, I would freak out for, like, a minute to two minutes, like, full-blown panic attack. I've punched holes through walls, like, jumped out of cars, like, multiple nights a week my entire life. I would have these huge two-minute panic attacks, like, the worst feeling my, like I've ever felt in my entire life. Just, like, hit my body, like, I'm going to die one day. I'm going to die one day. Void. There's nothing, like, no spirituality to, like, fall back on. Like, I had yeah. no idea what ha- why we are here, yeah. you know? But I also didn't, wasn't even ready to ask myself that question of like yeah. why we are here. It just nothing really made sense. But I lived a very normal life and I definitely shut off, shut it off. Like it was just like try to forget it as long as possible until yeah. you remember. And like I it was always like in the moment, I was like, I know I'm gonna forget again and just try to live as more normal as possible. And I know I'm gonna remember again in a couple of days or yeah. tonight. Yeah. It was always a nighttime thing for sure. I was oh, like, yeah. I know I'm going to remember that we die one day again. Yeah. But like until then, like <laughs> boys, popularity, being pretty, like took over my life. I think it did it as like a distraction. Yeah. To like not think about those big things because I was so young. And yeah, I just posted my pretty pri- pretty privilege post today on Instagram. Of just I loved like, that, by the thank way. Thank you. Because I relate a lot yeah, to that as well. For sure. I mean, we're all so pretty. For, yeah. Like, fuck the beauty standard. And we all have used our prettiness in so many ways and felt so pressured to be Yeah, I mean, that's how they pretty. raise us as young <laughs> yeah. girls. It's like a distraction, but also like when you're that young, there's no other path to follow. Yeah. If you're pretty, that's just the card you You just play. get so much. You just play that card. It's just card. the role you play, yeah. Yeah, and if like you have it and lose it, it's like even worse, oh my you God, know, yeah. which I felt like I did in my own way gained a lot of weight, got acne, like my hair started to fall out. And I was in Los Angeles trying to become an actress, trying to become a hot girl Instagram influencer. Yeah. So like losing all, like the things that like made you pretty in society. Yeah. I was like freaking the fuck out. At that point, you're, there's like no identity left. No identity And that's left. kind of like what makes you jump into spirituality. It's yeah. Like, okay, I'm I've clearly lost lacking something. Yeah. Like what can I fill that void with? That's something exactly. that's more healthy than yeah. bullshit, like standards and fucking standards and I realized in Los Angeles I would say that's when it sparked um I realized I hated Los Angeles I hated the crowds the people acting had been my dream my entire life but I finally asked myself like why like pretty much I just like want to be famous (laughs) which I do feel like I have in me in a way like I'm supposed to be known and I'm supposed to do big things but like not in the way of like fucking struggling to get a progressive commercial like that's not my fucking yeah and I feel like that realization of like realizing you want to be famous is showing you that it's really that you want to be seen and heard yeah it's not even about like having money and being rich and celebrity it's just like you just want people to like hear your voice yeah and I want it to inspire people like that's the best thing you can do here is like help people you know give what you have and receive from other people's wisdom I didn't realize that yet but I started to in Los Angeles. I was like, I actually don't want to be here. I'm giving no effort to this acting thing. Like everyone's like on the street fucking performing for agents. And I'm just like waitressing and partying, spending like $5,000 a month to be here. I'm not happy. Within four months, I've like prided myself in how quick I will like 
redirect. Yeah. <laughs> like my mom's like, you've been dreaming of this for 18 years. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> like, it's not, not making me. me happy. I'm like, I just needed to come here. To, I, it's like I already knew, obviously. Yeah. And I just needed to go there and like figure it out for real, for real. So then put me on the second path of my um, self-fulfilled prophecy journey <laughs> of just thinking these external things are going to make me happy, like going to LA, becoming an actress. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to travel the world and be yeah. happy. Yeah. Which is like the next thing. Yeah. And I can be a hot girl traveler. I can be a hot girl. That's what's going to make me famous. <laughs> that's like exactly what my yeah. mind went to. So she since the time you were doing that is when that stuff really started to blow up. Yeah. Which is also what made it so hard is everyone was yeah. doing it. Yeah. And all I was doing was going to amazing places and taking hot girl pictures. Like yeah. I wasn't giving anything really, yeah. you know? Like I wasn't contributing to society really anything. I was 40 or the pounds places overweight. that you were going to. Oh, yeah. I, I get really like shameful about that, that I was like pretty disrespectful. I was like the – I went to Hawaii to like take the hot pics and like yeah. – disrespect the land by like jumping over rails to get to waterfalls i've been there three times and every time i go there i'm just like this place is so special and it's so unfortunate that so many people come here and they take pictures (laughs) yeah or they just stay in some super expensive resort and don't even touch the actual land and it's like none Uh, of that money goes back to the community no it's it's such a i love that topic too like i definitely I'm taking a lot of time off from going to Hawaii and it was my dream to like raise my family in Hawaii, but I just feel like that's not my land. Like I was born here in Florida. There's so much work to do in Florida. Like I love Florida. I'm done running away from Florida, thinking all these other places are better. Like this is my home. This is my actual land. I mean, of course I respect that this land was stolen. Yeah. (laughs) Also. Everything is on planet earth at this point. Yeah. Someone stole something, but no, definitely fuck what we did to the natives. But like, we want to restore that wisdom. We want to restore the indigenous practices to Florida. And Florida needs, like, the, the help with spirituality right more Especially than anything. Right yeah. now with the things that are going on in our government, yeah. it's, like, we need healing now more than ever. I see how much Florida needed me and how easy it was to cultivate the spaces I wanted to cultivate here. Because people are looking for that here. Oh, my gosh, like, yeah. I feel like Florida is so individualistic, just like yeah. how other, you know, really populated places are like there's a lot of people who are lacking and because it's so crazy people are mean here and yeah. it's just chaotic there's a lot of shitty peace. people who are <laughs> peace and safety and love yeah so it's like the fact that you're so able to do that so easily it's like oh, just shows you. that like it's people are craving that yeah thank you it a lot. <laughs> but the travel i realized fuck that i'm not happy and that, and then COVID hit, and COVID was when the like the spiritual awakening happened because I was planning to go to Europe, I was planning to go to South America. I wasn't gonna stop. I was like not ready to give up, even though it wasn't making me happy. I was like, I'll figure it out yeah. on the way. <laughs> and then COVID made me stop, and then I really had to come home and sit at home and yeah. like try to find happiness like- here. <laughs> it was like I have to be able to find happiness here. Like there's there's gotta be a way yeah. that I could be happy just in my mom's house with just me like that's the purpose of life like I I can't be happy here how am I going to be happy anywhere and that definitely started like the spiritual awakening (laughs) I feel like a lot of people had awakenings during COVID COVID was 100% (laughs) like a prophecy that was fulfilled for us to raise our vibration yeah I feel like people's mindsets have been so different especially 
anyone our age. I feel like that was an opportunity for us. COVID was always going to happen. Yeah. At some point, yes. everything needed yeah. to come crashing down. Crashing down. <laughs> yeah, it needs to crash again. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I think everything should just fall apart so we can build it. I know. I do have some, like, sadistic Armageddon dreams. <laughs> we'd also just, like, save the planet if, like, half yeah. the population died. And then I'm like, <laughs> empathy. We can start our own empathy. commune. <laughs> we can all live on some land I know. and share vegetables and fruits and no phones that drum circles so cool. and not wear clothes yeah like, sounds great it honestly. does and then when we're there we're like fuck <laughs> this <laughs> literally let's talk about only fans <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm obviously there is a lot of like criticism and judgment around stuff like that which is bullshit and i think we should shut that down yeah, on today's fuck, episode yeah. but uh, I guess I'll just start with asking what made you decide to go down that road? Money, <laughs> which is was not super aligned, of course. You don't want to be doing anything just for money, and that's why I definitely preface that when girls say they want to join. It's like we have to make sure your intention is right because I do want to take girls on with me because like the yeah. dream is to start an OnlyFans girl gang of like amazing content traveling I'm the world. So into that. <laughs> oh, girl, if you want, I have a whole tutorial like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've made a tutorial for Mom, girls. Listening, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah. So me and my boyfriend built a. We have a camper business, which is like also a huge part of my life. It's called Rad Times Campers, and we built our first truck camper last year. I have mean, it been a year and a half ago. I have no idea. And we set Camp off. I know. <laughs> I'm really bad at like a couple years ago. I don't know. And then we set off on an amazing adventure across the country to live in California in our truck camper. We van lifed it. Different story. <laughs> super intense. I'm sure there's so Yeah, many super difficult. A lot of struggles, a lot of money struggles. That's the problem. We didn't go out there with like all this money to just be free and go to national parks all yeah. the time. Like we were in the city working, yeah. like living in a car, you know, yeah. like waking up next to homeless people poop and like everything smelled like garbage like not in nature at all yeah <laughs> and yeah was, <laughs> we were so broke we ran out of money so quick which sucks and I bought with the last of my money like the last $800 I had in my account I bought a moped off Craigslist to do Uber Eats <laughs> Like that's that's what inspiration was real I was doing Uber Eats for a bit too I, I really did it know. too I did it yeah I did it in a car which is Actually, I liked it in a moped better. You just like, cause, <laughs> I mean, fun. I drive a moped. I fucking love mopeds. It was freezing in California. I remember, like, Christmas Day, I was working on my moped in Uber Eats in the pouring rain in, like, 20-degree California. And I was just like, I feel like nobody else does this shit but me. <laughs> like, I feel like I always end up in, like, the weirdest, craziest, like, hardcore situations, you It's know? just creativity and curiosity. <laughs> yeah. That's all. <laughs> I made, like, 50 bucks on Christmas Day to spend, like, eight hours miserable. And I was like, yeah. fuck this shit. <laughs> it's a lot of driving. Oh, to, my to gosh. To get that money. That's what I realized really quickly yeah. after, like, a month of doing it. I was like, I hate driving. Uh-huh. And it's, I was in Orlando at the time. So I was like. So it's probably cool. good in Orlando though. Right? It was. I mean, just, like, I made. Orders. I could make a hundred dollars in a day, but I'd be driving for like six hours. Oh, I mean, in yeah. Traffic. I'm a like, server, so I know what I horrible. can make in a day. Yeah. But there was just no way for me to get like the serving jobs I wanted out there. I've, I'm obviously picky. I'm not going to work at a club. I'm not going to work at like yeah. a shitty 
Yeah. You want bar. Like, the job, like the restaurant or whatever you're at to yeah. align with your yeah. values, just like True Food Kitchen. True Food. I work at True Food now as my side job, which I love and I'm aligned with and I love their food. And we close at 9 p.m. It's super bright, happy, yeah. which I tried to get the True Food Kitchen in California and they were not hiring. And I was like not going below that. I was yeah, not going I have to standards. a you have stand- <laughs> I will drive on a moped in the pouring rain, then go to a bar. Yeah. But no, I wouldn't. I was over it. And the my friend that I was actually staying with at the time, we me and Greg would take like breaks and I would stay with my friend because the camper obviously got intense. And she had an OnlyFans and she was doing really well. And she was like, just come on with me. Like I'll help you get started. And I was like, fuck. And I didn't really realize how much it was meant for me until now (laughs) like I was just literally doing it for money and then like I started noticing just like how much I love being naked yeah and being in nature which wasn't my content originally I was in an apartment and in a camper you know and just kind of like throwing out content for money and then I was once I got home to Florida and I was wanted to just like rebrand and really like take it to the next level and like make this a career you know so many girls are like oh once I make enough money like I'm off of it and I'm like no like I want to take this far like I want this to be the thing that makes me a millionaire yeah Yeah. (laughs) I mean there's girls on there millionaires yeah I made eight grand my first month holy shit yeah I had a I went like vine famous in like 2014 like on the creepy old man side of Vine and they just like still have been loyal followers and I oh just like God, got them for them. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, creepy old men. Yeah. You like saved us in California. Yeah. But no, I don't want creepy old men. Like that's the thing. I don't really um, You don't want that to be your audience. No. Like I love that I'm not super sexual on it. It's um, more sensual. I sensual think. body art. Yeah. Like I love being naked. I love photography photographing myself naked in nature I curate these like amazing shoots I'm like video based like you get like every other day like a three minute like music video (laughs) it's fun it's like you get to put it's so creativity into it and just put beauty behind it it's not about sex at all at all and it's completely changed my relationship like with my body it's healed so much like I had never really seen myself naked, which is something I say, like, I wasn't a big nude taker my entire life to, like, boyfriends or anything, and, like, I'd never really seen my yoni, like, up close, like, any of that stuff, like, touching myself, like, it's just been, like, a super embodiment practice of mine, like, seeing myself naked so much, and, like, photographing myself naked, and know that I'm, like, supporting myself off of this, which you would actually think the opposite, maybe, but I like love it. I love that yeah. my beautiful body can support me yeah. <laughs> like financially. And I feel like that's like healing that inner child of you from like high school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That the pretty thing that we were talking about. Yeah, body like image. It's so hiding huge. that side of you that was doing that out of shame. And yeah. now you're you're kind of like using that pretty privilege, but like to heal yourself. Yeah. And, heal and to support myself. So it's like full circle. Full moment. circle. Yeah. And I was always like, what's when I even if there is like low vibrational energy from like the men's side because like even though I'm not super sexual um obviously people are probably still jacking off to me yeah like that's a negative on there that's what they're on there for you know even like my three minute video of me like frolicking through nature naked they're probably somehow jacking off to (laughs) which is like not the best energy to be receiving but I just don't receive it like I put it out and like you block you do, off that energy yeah like, I just I'm have like accepting. a shield on yeah, yeah like I, <laughs> and any of the energy that does come through to me I just like transmute into light with what I do with their money which I built 
with all my OnlyFans money this year, I built my dad a tiny home, a camper for him to live in. Which yeah, I saw that transition. It was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so, so awesome. cute. Thank you. He's not in it yet. He's resisting still, but he <laughs> will be her. soon. Yeah, he is a homeless alcoholic that I have been trying to save my whole life, even though I know I can't save him. Yeah, it's <laughs> never going to change, but you're trying to help him. But at least a home for him to like, you know, we're so stressed yeah. all the time. Basic necessities. Basic. I just want to get him some basic necessities yeah. out of my grandma's house. So that's what I did with my OnlyFans money this year. I used all my savings. My my beautiful partner built it. I just funded it. The building it took way more effort. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was amazing. And I know once the money starts really flowing, like I'm just going to use it to do so much good and spread it to my community and my family and like support myself and I have no problem with people seeing me naked I have no problem with the hate I just if they don't understand they don't understand I have dealt with a lot of you know family not understanding and I don't shame them for not understanding because even though they're shaming me you know of course I'm like you're <laughs> you just wanna, a fucking yeah, program you wanna, idiot <laughs> you don't want to reciprocate that energy you know you don't want the karma I know I did my aunt texted me some pretty mean things when she found out and I said some pretty mean things back it's hard not it's It's hard hard not to yeah I got super triggered but I'm happy I saw how triggered I got and I was like whoa like you can't be getting this triggered like this is just like because it's gonna keep happening yeah this is yeah exactly so I feel like I learned a lot from that experience and I just accept if people don't understand or if this is not for you like definitely not everyone's supposed to be making money off their naked body like there's a lot of sexual trauma that could be in your womb in your life path that's just like not your path it's just like so my path and it just gets clearer and clearer like the more content I make how much fun I have making it it's just a part of my path (laughs) to be OnlyFans gal (laughs) yes We had to take a quick break, but we're, we have more content for you guys, way more <laughs> topics to discuss. So yeah, let's get back into it. Is there anything else you want to say about OnlyFans? Like kind of like your overall thoughts on, is it considered sex worker? It is. I'm okay. a sex worker. I think it's so cool and funny that I'm a sex worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like overall final thoughts on it. I've definitely come to peace with that. I have sat with it deeply. Like, am I just doing this for money? Like if I won the lottery, would I be doing this? The answer is probably no. And like, what does that mean? And my friend Margot helped me get through that one of like, there's so, there's so many things we would not do. Like if we won the lottery, yeah. you know, like you're a big part of this is, you know, the money. But a big part of making money is making it in a way that feels aligned and you could like use your creativity and it's like a full circle. And yeah, I have so much respect for all the women that get to do this instead of more intense sex work, you know, which is like, you know, stripping and dancing and prostitution, like all these ways we use our bodies for money. Like this is actually a much more wholesome way that we should be advocating for and empowering for it's so much safer to like do this from the safety of their homes like it's actually bucked up when people shame it's like what do you want them to be like on a stripper pole at four in the morning like in a dark club with creepy old men trying to have sex with them like they're in the safety of their homes like making money off their body it's just like the patriarchy hates all the say like they control everything they put out yeah you know like upper management complete control we're entrepreneurs we're business owners i did a 1099 tax form this year like i have a fucking business you know it's so empowering it's so empowering and 
yeah it's just goes against the patriarchy which yeah. they all fucking hate but whatever we're yeah. taking over i totally agree i feel like for you know like stripping and prostitution and no of course no never shame. any shame yeah. on women who do do that but i feel like it just fuels the patriarchy more yeah. and i feel like a lot of people are like oh they're liberated it's their choice and they're doing what they want to do and they're comfortable with it but i'm like yeah but the audience is creepy old men who are paying them so it's just like you just continue satisfying to them by that, exploiting yeah. yourself and it's like I don't know. It's just like kind of complicated, and I understand though for sure. I know, and if they, yeah, I feel like of course, just... creative expression through dance on a pole is like yeah. beautiful. But like, do you really want to be there at four in the morning, like with drunk men trying to fuck you? Yeah, it's like odds are probably not. Odds are probably not. Like I'm sure you'd rather be in the safety of your home doing a pole dance naked yeah. in your home and selling that, which yeah. is still feeding the creepy old men. That's why. You know, we're still doing that. Yeah. But, like, at least we feel safe. <laughs> it's like, a very fine line. It's a fine line, but our safety is what matters most. But I feel know? like the intentions behind it, like, you're putting that energy into into the universe and you're getting it back. So I feel like with that other stuff, like, the intentions aren't so pure. They aren't. And they're, so. they are right in front of you. They're yeah. so close to you. Like, you can't block the energy like we no. can from yeah, the screen. Yeah, you're directly receiving yeah, it. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I can't even try to think of what these guys do with my content. I don't even think about it. Yeah. But, like, when they're That's in front of you, you know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can full on see it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, you, you identify as a content creator, and I know I do, and probably tons of other people yes. see you. Uh, as that as well so I guess like how do you be a content creator but like also be in the moment so hard yeah (laughs) what's the balance have you figured it out yet are you still working on it like what's your journey definitely like forever figuring that one out I think it is kind of just like a trade-off I realized I feel so amazing when I get really amazing content and that is like presence to me presence in my purpose yeah I wasn't necessarily as present in the moment but I was like present in my purpose yeah and then the other way around I'll completely not film when I know I'm not meant to film and just have an amazing present moment and it's just like using my intuition to feel which moment is which like which moment is meant to be used to further my dreams and goals and purpose and content creation like which moment is meant to just be kept to myself and like no filming at all yeah so is it like an intuitive thing it is like an intuitive thing like this morning I did sunrise and I thought last night I was gonna like do a whole vlog for sunrise but as soon as I woke up I was like I'm not doing that shit like the sunrise is for me yeah and it's just I make the decision like in the moment (laughs) like the sunrise is for me I'm not filming and then yeah yeah, it wasn't even like it was beautiful but it wasn't a you didn't even see the sunrise. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, this is good. Like, I knew it. If I had done yeah. a whole morning routine and then gotten there and the sun didn't even rise, I'd been like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, like, kind of intuitively pick. There is – I could definitely film and be in the moment. Um, I filmed the whole retreat, as you saw. Yeah. I just literally – it was so funny. I kept my phone in the tripod the entire time. I was, like, on a social media break, but I was filming hardcore. Yeah. I just kept my phone in the tripod and would just like carry the tripod with me and just put it on for like two minutes, kind of be in the moment. But yeah. obviously, I know yeah. I'm going back in two minutes to turn yeah. it off. Yeah. And then I would be in the moment the rest of the time. And yeah. it was it was a balance. Of course, I probably people are like, 
that's intense. You know, the people who don't content create, but I'm like, girl, I gotta get this shit. And yeah. I'm still, I had, I was so present, had such an amazing time. More just like the two minutes of the setup, the press, the go be in the moment, kind of not faking, but I'm getting up again in two minutes to turn it off. And yeah. then I'm really <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> yeah, but at least you're not you know editing it after posting it like kind of oh yeah definitely no editing in the moment like that's crazy (laughs) no editing in the moment like that's definitely I just started like editing that content yeah (laughs) you just you just film it and you put it down and that helps a lot that definitely helps be in the moment a lot more I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if you're on a retreat and you want to do retreats, you know, as your purpose, so you gotta, you gotta oh, get yeah. some content. For like sure. it's, it's fueling your future. Oh, content you know? totally fuels yeah. all my business ventures. Yeah. It does for pretty much everyone. For everyone. It's so important. Yeah. I and need to hard. work on that, especially yeah. for this, but I'm so just like it's not so a phone person and yeah. I struggle. My boyfriend struggles heavy. He's like, feels like it, like content creation is like a demon but then for our business rad times campers it's like so essential yeah Yeah. and I can't do both like I try to help him but I'm like bro my own personal brand I'm like four months behind on my content yeah I can't like take over rad times campers yeah I mean at least for him it's not really personal like it's not him that he's promoting it's the business so it's like he doesn't have to like be in the yeah exactly which he doesn't want to be less like yeah nerve-wracking and weird and he does have to like we did a giveaway for our first camper and we had to do a lot of like talking videos and he was just like hating it <laughs> he was like i hate this shit it's like you have to do it <laughs> no literally, literally. Like, in this day and age there's just no way around there's no it. way around it yeah. yeah so i'm trying to like accept that and put myself once we more, accept but... that we just learn our boundaries with it and like do you could do as little as possible, but, like, you just got to do something, you know? Yeah. I was on – when I was first making my vlog, like, two years ago, I was, like, on this high where I was just, like – So into it. Putting content out, and it's just so into it, talking about it every day on my Instagram. Wow. And then, a blog. That's so cool. I've yeah. never even, like, thought of a blog. I'll send you the link. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really have that many posts because, like, I spent, like, three months building the website, doing everything, mm-hmm. and I, I wrote a few posts, and then, like, I kind of just fell off of it. I was like, this was, <laughs> that's like, everything. fun it's so for a while, but now it doesn't really call to me anymore. But so, that's like, okay. Like, yeah, letting things go as they I have it. Come. It's still there. People can look at it. You it's built like, a whole blog and blog. Yeah. Like, that's a check the on the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the brand. Now we're switching to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long this will last? Uh, I don't even know. So cool, and I don't care. Yeah. It's I just fun in the moment. So fun. Like, even if this is the only one you ever do, this was worth it. <laughs> yeah, even if it's just one season, it's fine. It'll always be there. It'll always be there. If I ever feel called to pick it up again, I can. Yes. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know how to phrase this, but when I got here, we immediately started <laughs> immediately. about, like, being plant-based, like, what it means for the earth, how to heal the earth, and all that stuff, environmentalism. So, and we got really into it. I was yeah. like, stop now because <laughs> we're not even recording yet. But yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that. Like, how'd you even get into yeah. the environmentalism and being an advocate for the earth? Like yeah. yeah, I always knew I was going to be an advocate for the earth in some way. But as I was, you know, just consumed with <laughs> popularity, looks, travel, Instagram, influencer stuff for like the first season of my life. It just didn't take precedence and I didn't know what area I really wanted to work in. 
And then the documentary that we both watched, Eating Our Way to Extinction, definitely turned on the switch for me. And I was like, this this hit something in me. Yeah, like everybody go watch go that watch that there, of course there's time. some vegan propaganda in it but get over it yeah. <laughs> that's not the intention that's not the it. intention yeah <laughs> it does advocate for a plant-based diet which i know is a very controversial topic I'm but very... it shouldn't be it's just food <laughs> <laughs> it's food um, feels good. but food is very important i get it and whatever feels good for you feels good for you i think that's the number one thing i've learned while learning about this is like there's no right way for every human being on the planet to eat and no one should be telling anybody how you should eat like yeah of course advice nutritional advice is really really good to like just get the idea in your head and then you trial and error but that's not the case for the uh, health of the planet it yeah. is factual <laughs> <laughs> i know i feel like environmentalism and like diets and nutrition it's all become politics like, yeah which sucks now they think it's all politics and which I'm is like, like that's not even what it's about no. at all it shouldn't be like determined by by a party or, blue no. or writer like. girl just go take some mushrooms and put your hands on the earth you'll you'll feel the yeah. suffering yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to the indigenous communities and the communities that have lived close with the earth the water's running out the wildlife is running out yeah, like it's no happening debate. there's no debating like the ice is yeah. melting motherfucker <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so climate change is the warming of the planet by greenhouse gases, um, methane, carbon dioxide, and nitric oxide, I think is the third one. Methane is produced by cows, which is one of the big things in there that somehow is like a huge debate that it's part of like the carbon cycle and that it actually doesn't affect the planet at all, but methane actually warms the planet at like 20 times the rate of carbon dioxide, which is the yeah. main one. So reducing our methane would be really amazing to help. And really helpful. Re really fucking helpful considering we're like dying. <laughs> no, I don't want to. There's no fear mongering here. But we'll be okay, of course. We're always protected. Us, yeah. We are <laughs> Our great-grandchildren? Not like, so sure. For the people who are having kids and not doing anything about this, and then, like, you're basically dooming them. Yeah. And you're putting this burden on them to figure it out yeah. and solve the problem. I'm like, we should just solve it now. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm definitely into, like, the global stats, but also just on, like, a, a personal relationship level. Like, even if our planet wasn't to doom, our disconnect from the planet is still a problem. Oh like, God, even if yeah. climate change wasn't real, just, like, our disconnect from our food system, our disconnect from the earth, the natural world is, like, horrible and that's why climate change is happening because we're so disconnected so I understand that we don't shouldn't just focus on like the global numbers I could throw at you that sound really fucking horrible it's like you just get back to the earth get back to local get back to like growing our own food the way it used to be basically. the way it used to be but I also we can't go back to the way it completely used to yeah. be which is what a lot of them want us to do yeah. like they're talking about the ancestral diet and this is what the indigenous did like the indigenous did this with a quarter of the people on the planet like yeah we and their bodies the were thing. completely different like yeah. that was ten thousand years ago our I know. bodies do not work the same anymore we've yeah. evolved so like that diet is going to work for us now yeah. but if it is working for people <laughs> go for yeah. it in the most sustainable way like that's what i just want to advocate for is like okay you figure out what's best for you i figure out what's best for me and then we come together and we find the best way to do it for the planet like yeah include everybody there is a best way to eat meat you know i choose not to but there is a best way for the planet and your body thank god they coincide yeah like <laughs> regenerative agriculture is the best way to eat meat and it's also the best way 
to eat meat for your body. So there's really no excuse to be doing it, except that it's like four times the price, which is the sacrifice you 100% should be making for your body and your planet. And if you can't, you don't eat it. Like that's something I am pretty like strict about. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people just aren't willing to make sacrifices for this cause, but I'm like, Without the earth, you're not you're nothing. You're like nothing. you don't exist without it. Like, they all think it's a sacrifice, that. but it's actually not because yeah. if you're the just, earth dies, you're just you giving die. back to the yeah. thing that gave you life in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. so true. Like if like, the, the earth, earth dies, you die. Yeah, the earth gives us so much and we don't give nearly enough back to it. I mean, we it's give crazy. nothing back. Yeah. Take, 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 take. Yeah. Um, and it's like we're both living beings. Like the earth is alive, obviously. Yeah. We're alive, like we should be. It should be a what's the word I'm looking a for? Synergy, cohesive. Yeah, cohesive, yeah. symbiotic, symbiotic relationship. That's a good yeah. word. I love that word. It should be, and I think if we did come back to that, we would naturally just shift over to a more plant-based diet, just because the uh, resource intensiveness of beef is super, super intense. Like yeah. it requires so much water, so much land, so much food. Uh, it's just a really intensive product to be growing for consumption. Like yeah. their poop heals the land, of course, but you actually don't need to eat them for their poop to heal the land. Yeah, like, and they <laughs> dump all that waste, like so much waste. So, but if it's regenerative, they're they're mm-hmm. using that yeah, waste. I guess, yeah. But fuck factory farming. Like if you don't know yeah. about factory farming, like there's no fucking excuse. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. And but there's still so many places that do that. And so many oh, only organizations one percent of the meat on the market right now is regenerative. So yeah. all the people talking about it, like that's what's going on in the world. Like that's how we're eating meat is reg- like we're not even close yeah. to eating meat. We're just like dipping our toe like, in the water. Like one percent right <laughs> dipping yeah. our toes in regenerative meat. Like most of the world is on factory farmed meat, which is so detrimental to the planet that's what all the monocrop of all the soy and the corn is for like not for human consumption which is like a big thing they like to come back for it's yeah like, what about your soy bitch it's like all that soy is for your yeah, beef we're bitch not eating- <laughs> <laughs> we're not even touching that soy like only seven percent of the soy in america is grown for human consumption and that's what most of our farmland is for is soy and corn yeah to feed the animals that we yeah. kill after how many months of having them? Like <laughs> one year when their lifespan yeah. would be 30. We're raising yeah. a beast to 2,000 pounds and we're trying to compare that to growing vegetables. It's just not even comparable the amount of resources we need. And if we switched all of the factory farmed meat onto regenerative pasture land, we would only be able to produce 10% of the meat on the market right now. So we would need to lower our meat consumption. Yeah, I, uh, I think it was... Um... I don't know if it was Eating Our Way to Extinction or the What the Hell documentary I watched, but one of them was talking, I think it was Eating Our Way to Extinction, but mm-hmm. I liked this perspective they had where they were saying, like, meat should be a luxury in the way that it used to be. Yeah, like, in medieval times, luxury. only the rich was able to eat it, and I'm not saying yeah. that the rich should only be able to eat meat now, but, like, no. that was just an example of, like, it's a luxury, like, yeah. it should be expensive and you shouldn't be eating it every single day it's like a special thing like exactly. for a holiday or a birthday yeah. like the rate at which we're eating it is just not it's insane. yeah it, it doesn't need to be that way like nobody needs or not nobody but i know most i don't people, like to generalize yeah. when it comes to health yeah but i i it but. doesn't feel <laughs> like if i had to like truly give my opinion it doesn't feel like anyone would need three to four pounds of beef a day which is the carnivore diet yeah but if you're thriving like who am I to tell you? Exactly. But I just feel like 
not most of us would probably only need a little bit to really get yeah. that nutrient. I mean, you only need like a sliver of liver to get like a bomb of nutrients, you yeah. know. And I'm not really sure. I've been wanting to look up really what the like detrimental impact is of like uh, harvesting all the liver, but I'm pretty sure like liver is pretty big. So it might be more sustainable if you're if they're just like all about the nutrient density of beef, yeah. you know? It's like if you only need a sliver of liver, like there's no reason to be eating so all the other parts yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah that's this has been huge for me I just got so deep into it and I want to get more and more educated before I truly speak out on it this is probably the most I've ever spoken out on it publicly I do a little yeah. bit on my stories but like something I am very passionate about but there are two huge sides and it's not even like one smart side and one dumb side like both sides have so much wisdom and yeah. there's just got to be a way for us to come together like that was a big thing when I first posted on my story about it, like someone who was like actually very spiritual and wise who went from vegan to carnivorism came at me and was like, this is horrible information to be spreading. And I got into like my first debate with like an equal. Yeah. Which was hard. I thought I was gonna be debating like redneck, stupid yeah, people, but, but like, no, yeah. there's like wisdom on the other side for sure. Like, and regenerative agriculture is beautiful and holistic grazing is beautiful, but like- We're just not doing enough. They're not doing enough of it, and we couldn't couldn't possibly do enough of it to feed seven billion people. Like I just think global, and that's a big thing that the people working on the ground don't really think about. They're just trying to like improve their community, yeah. which is so beautiful. And there's just two sides to the coin that we have to merge. You know, we can think about the global numbers while also like regenerating the land. But it's just like the promoting meat consumption is like what's hard for me. Yeah. So <laughs> when I watched What the Health, another documentary that everyone should watch on Netflix, mm -hmm. it talks about this. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's I might have seen it a long, really, long time ago. Also a really good one. I mean, it mostly focuses on America specifically because yeah. things are just bad in America. Things when it comes really to bad food. Here. Um, oh, and the Amazon. Oh, yeah, you go first. But um, yeah, so in this documentary, he was talking about like the promoting and the marketing of all of this stuff, like the meat That's and the dairy yeah. and the animal products. And he was also going into like the research that's put out. Like he was talking about all the research that says that veganism is bad and like yeah. what and things like that. And like how meat's good for your diet and it heals these diseases and stuff like that. And he dove into all of these like research papers and stuff, looking at who's funding them. And yeah. it's all the dairy the and agricultural yeah. corporations. <laughs> Literally. And also Big Pharma. Big Pharma. Uh, so he's like, can you really trust the information that's out there? Because if you just you can't look trust it, anything but your it. body, bro. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. So that was just like, oh my God, but I that can't is trust huge. anybody <laughs> anymore. A, yeah. A big thing they say is like, big, uh, the vegan agenda, you know, like all like the government, Big Pharma, like they want, they want you to be vegan so you're weak. But like, no, it's I've never seen opposite. a Mykonos <laughs> butter commercial my entire life, like yeah. a vegan cheese commercial. Like I grew up seeing millions of McDonald's commercials and milk Chick -fil -A ads in and milk elementary ads. school. Like, what's the agenda? Like the people making billions of dollars is big dairy, big meat. It's not big broccoli. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, like, literally. The the agenda to make us weak is true, and it's the processed food agenda. Like, yeah. There is a beautiful way to be plant based and thrive, and I can give you a long list of people that are thriving on plant based, and I can give you a long was the people that are thriving on carnivore you know like I get it there's really we shouldn't <laughs> even be talking about like the health aspect I just like there's a way to eat for the planet and we have to consider that we have to consider that she's our mother she's our home we can't only consider what's best for us like 
because what's best for us should be what's best for her. There's got to yeah. be, you know, if God created this planet, if we believe in anything we believe in, we should be able to believe that there's a system out there that's going to support all of us, you know? Yeah, there, there has to be. There's you no think way. He made us eat three to four pounds of beef, put seven billion people in no way to supply three to four Sustain pounds of beef? Yeah. yeah. Like, no. <laughs> it just not, doesn't make any logical doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah. But if you think about it as, like, let's say the earth was your actual mother mm-hmm. and your mother's like, I don't like this food like it makes me feel sick like literally i don't want to eat it anymore are you gonna go to the grocery store and buy her more of it and force it down her throat like no, no. <laughs> like let's so love the earth's her. begging us in so many different ways to be like can you stop doing this yeah now, basically exactly. and that's why all these natural disasters are happening because i feel like it's just like oh we're just hurting her we're just it's just back her. and forth yeah. like damage to each side and it's like and plant-based does damage too, which is a huge thing they hate that yeah. we don't talk about. So I always want to touch on that. There is a bad way to do plant-based also. There is heavy monocropping of vegetables, heavy spraying of pesticides that is degrading the soil. You know, a, a lot of it does go to the animal feed. But of course, there is some monocropping in the plant-based world and almond milk. The amount of water is actually almost equal to dairy, which is crazy. The, what we need for almond trees, it is like the least sustainable um tree or nut to be making yeah. milk out of on such a big and it's like the least nutrient dense so i don't even like almond milk. i don't like I almond milk either watery. i fucking love oat milk of course milk there's like the, the glyphosate problem yeah. but it's actually really good for the environment and hemp, hemp milk is what i use i make my own hemp milk hemp is like such a fast growing crop it's really good for the environment and really easy to harvest you just blend hemp seeds with water and you literally have hemp milk yeah. and it's like amazing <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't uh, digest dairy very well. That's definitely just not in my life path. Animal products is just not really in my life. Whenever I, I mean, I haven't eaten red meat in probably. I've never eaten red meat in my life. (gasps) I'm proud of you. Thank you. That's amazing. (laughs) I I mean, I used to when I was younger because I didn't know any better, and my family. My dad was a vegetarian, like environmentalist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my family is not like that. I'm probably (laughs) the first one, (laughs) but. I haven't eaten in like a year and I just remember like every time I did I just feel sick like I wanted to throw up and every time I eat ice cream it's good yeah. but I want to throw up after I'm yeah. so nauseous so I just like I gave it up yeah there's definitely a lot of us that are not meant to eat it which yeah. is good <laughs> we, we better hope yeah a lot of people don't need that carnivore <laughs> yeah. diet because that is not gonna yeah. do well for us and when I was strictly plant-based slash vegan for like six months I felt amazing yeah like, I've never felt oh, cool. better in my whole life I am and, not vegan for the record yeah I mean neither am I I've I've been trying to be more plant-based but like I said I just live in such a small town in Colorado yeah it's so no, hard in the mountains too like the ski and resort. we acknowledge that that it's so much harder to do in the small towns and like whatever you need to do to survive especially like an African stuff like yeah. they if they don't have like meat they have like no access to nutrients like yeah. we're blessed to be able to supplement and like yeah. protein we're just powders privileged to have we're privileged options. we're so privileged and yeah. i acknowledge that but if i do have the choice between yeah. like a supplement or a piece of liver like i'm taking the supplement all day and that's yeah. like an unpopular opinion i guess but they want to say it's unnatural but like you'll take antibiotics when you need it like yeah. you'll use your unnatural exactly phone all day they like, want. <laughs> yeah like you do unnatural things all the time like we're evolving you know like a supplement is fine <laughs> yeah of course exactly. it might be less bioavailable and all that stuff but it's fine but i also want to say i am not vegan i do eat a little 
bit of fish and eggs. And I try to source as best as I can, but I don't support fish consumption either because our oceans are so overfished. And that's that's microplastics gonna, are that's also gonna kill us such an issue in the fish farming when you watched um Sea Spirits eating yeah and eating our way oh, to extinction with the fish did. farms. I was like they're like zombie fish. Oh my gosh. And I, then, know. Oh, I was like, oh my God, that's so terrifying. It and is. now I'm just like so skeptical about where, I'm like, where is this fish coming from? Really? Um, it's it only sourced? sustainable if we catch it ourselves, which yeah. is what I want to do on our sailboat one day is catch our own fish. Yeah. That would be like the, the definitely dream. best way. Yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, oh, yes. I was going to say that we, it's good that we acknowledge the privilege because as privileged people like we have the choice to to make whereas so many other people don't so yeah. it's kind of up to us yeah like we actually have the choice like That's some so people true. like really literally have no other options so it's then like we, we can't yeah. put this on them it's all on us yeah. as a first world country exactly like, it's really our job to kind of fix this problem i agree that's good that's a good one <laughs> and we actually do have the choice so if you're yeah no. yeah choose what's best for your body first of course and then like second you should definitely be considering how to do it in a way that's best for the earth which is regenerative and organic which is really hard to truly find true regenerative and organic there's some websites and stuff like it may be less after yeah to I help find regenerative the- meat yeah Bio after. Once I learned how to do that. <laughs> I don't know. We're uh, winging this whole We're winging this. Thing. Our first. So uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We said a lot on that. Is there anything else? No, we can close that. Points? Yeah. Okay. Moving on, everybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're back again. Had another little quick break. <laughs> we're going to have uh, one more topic going and then we'll sign off. But maybe, maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But yeah, so I think I just want to touch on healing relationships. I know you've posted about them like a few times that I've seen on Instagram. I don't really have a specific question, but just like tell me about your beautiful, amazing partnership and then we'll go from there. I do. I'm in a beautiful, healthy, amazing partnership, which I know is rare in this day and age, but we definitely did like a lot of work to get here. Um, We've been together for two and a half years. His name is Gregory. And yeah, I wouldn't be who I am without him for sure. The pure reflection of a partnership, of a soulmate partnership is just like, it's what we all need. Like we need to grow through the reflection of another. Like he just reflects all my wounds, all my trauma back to me. I reflect all his wounds, all his trauma back yep. to me. Like he can't, you can't get away with shit. Like in yeah. a soulmate partnership. They'll like, call you, you out every call, single yeah. time that you say anything. Yeah, it's you like, can't function yeah. when you're just like, projecting all of your wounds onto them like you have to get through it or you break up which is what happens a lot yeah um but we just chose to like just keep getting through it and we definitely almost broke up many times I mean we lived in a camper together yeah. in California for 10 that was like through the, the ring ultimate oh, test. ultimate test like we were just walking wounds like projecting onto each other <laughs> it was super hard and then I actually took a break and I went home first and I just really got to like come back home to myself. I think space is so, so, so important. Like just being able to think for yourself, which is just something I talk about a lot. Like 
um, I've, I'm a boyfriend. I'm a boy crazy boyfriend kind of gal. Like I just always had a boyfriend. I was always like chasing a boy, like chasing the movie love where yeah. like you see him and you have love at first sight, which I think is like such a fucking scam. Like yeah. it takes time to love someone. Like, yeah, I think takes... at first you can feel that attraction and attraction, that pull, like, like the soul pull yeah, for like sure. Like an intuitive pull, but it, and you can never like classify it as love. As love. From the start. Oh my god, like, love takes time. People, like, yeah, we have this totally like wrong idea. Totally, what, what the what the movies did to from me. media. From yeah. media. Have you ever read All About Love by Bill No, Brooks? that is I a should. book you need to read. Yeah, it's so good. I had such a twisted narrative of love yeah. from movies. I was like a movie freak. Like I think I've watched Hilary Duff's Cinderella story like. <laughs> 90 times we and that's what I thought life's going to be to that be like way. that yeah and it's just so not like I thought being in love was going to be this crazy exciting like the second you fall like, in love you never I'm fall just out on also. drugs all the time yeah. and like actually it's just really chill and like calming like some days I'm just like yeah I love you like whatever it's not a yeah. big deal and other days I'm like god I'm so obsessed with you it's just like yeah so not what I expected it to be and that's why a lot of people they get bored and they create yeah. the chaos right like it's like you see I've seen I just like observe relationships I'm like you're fighting out of boredom right now like you can't yeah. accept the peace you can't accept that like life's okay you know like yeah. you have to like create the chaos because those are like our unhealed wounds you know but yeah it's not always gonna be crazy exciting ripping your clothes off kind of love you yeah know? you're gonna go through so many just like lull points where it's not like that at all and the first time I experienced that in my first like two relationships that lull I was like oh I'm not in love with you anymore I'm out yeah. like sorry <laughs> like go. this is not what Hillary Duff Hillary Duff <laughs> loves Chad Michael Murray forever like yeah. <laughs> she does not have a lull like they are in love forever which is funny you don't even see that part you actually just see them like get together in all these movies yeah, and then you don't anything you don't see that. the 40 they years probably of didn't like, even last that long. <laughs> they never last that long everyone breaks up yeah which is like you don't think that i don't know but yeah so when the lull came around this time with greg i just like really sat with myself and was like Am I going to like do what I usually do? Like, am I going to run away because it's not exciting and fun anymore, you know? Or am I going to like choose him besides all that? Choose him in spite that I don't want to rip his clothes off, in spite that like he's annoying the fuck out of me <laughs> for like two weeks straight. Like, in spite of all that stuff, like I choose him as my partner and like that stuff doesn't really matter. Like, he's my partner no matter what. Like, the love we have yeah. has grown into something that's there no matter what. Like, no matter the hardships, like there's just no doubt. We don't have to like doubt that we've chosen each other. You yeah. Know? And that's just so safe. It just makes you feel so safe and insecure. Yeah. It makes you like it's okay to not to feel whatever you need to feel about. About each other but know that it doesn't change that like we're creating a life together which helps so much that like everything about our life aligns like we both want to yeah. buy a sailboat sail around the world create the camper business like kids like ev land homesteading like everything aligns you know yeah our views align which is probably a big thing that he's like a fruititarian you yeah. know which he wasn't when he met me like he ate me and then he just started eating more like me and he's actually like more on the side of yeah. like his body does not function well on meat he doesn't even want like oh, rice anymore I love that. He's I'm like, trying to get my boyfriend like not trying to change him but I'm hoping over time he just grows. it just happens naturally yeah <laughs> I knew not to force anything I think yeah. I was like watching Game Changers once and he just like was like looking at it and I was like mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and then like um, he just did it himself though that's what's beautiful is like not forcing like I was we definitely started our spiritual journey together and he's so spiritual which is obviously such a I'm so blessed though like 
Yeah. I, I guess it's a lot easier because he's so willing to work and heal and grow. I feel like, like you need that for it to last. You need you the other person to, to be consciously to be aware. Yeah. yeah, I know. He, they do need to be like spiritually awakened to even meet you on that level of yeah. like healing and growth. And he just does so amazingly. Like we just got into definitely like a little tiff the other day. And we just work through it. And like he just sees he's he humbles himself and sees when he's wrong and comes to me and like he might not do it in the moment like that's definitely his thing like I'll maybe like reflect something and he'll be like I don't see that like that I don't see that at all and I was like okay and then, and then like a and day reflects. later yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like actually he's like you were right and he'll just like full-on humble himself like that like yeah. come out like that oh, and it's shit. so beautiful like so many men there's so much narcissism now in our society like could never do that so you just have to make yeah. sure you're with someone that's even capable of going that length with you and they're not going to be healed like you do the healing together like you yeah. don't get into and you're never ever shit. fully healed there's no. always something healed. oh yeah the journey's never over the journey is never over which is like <laughs> you just got to be in for it like you yeah you got to be down we're, we're going to be healing the rest of, we're going to be triggering each other the rest of our lives like we just have to have a system in place which takes time like we're still figuring out the best way to communicate after two and a half years we still we kind of know and then we still fall out of it just because like I want to be a fucking bitch sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it just like really feels good to be a petty bitch. Uh, and but he then, like, like let me. It yeah, was like, that was, was like saying, a fight sometimes this week. they're like into it, so yeah. like you just kind of feel off each other, and then later I'm like, oh, that's why I was kind of mean. I know, like, and I'll apologize. Know. I'll yeah, be like, I'm but sorry then, for being a bitch. You just yeah. have to humble yourself, like. <laughs> but in the moment, it feels good sometimes. It feels so good to be bitchy. You just it's like, like let our DNA. Yeah, it just like feels good to let out your feminine rage. You have sacred rage. You have to. I was so bitchy this last two weeks. And he was just letting me do it. And I was like, when's he going to cut me off? Yeah. When's he going to say enough is enough? And he finally did. Feelings. He was like, okay, you got to fucking stop with this attitude. I was like, he, he, okay. <laughs> I got to do the But yeah, I'm so grateful for my relationship. And I pray everyone finds their soulmates. Just keep healing and growing and cultivating the life of their dreams together. And we all deserve to have our kings and queens. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a moment. My boyfriend's name is Jacob. We had another mm. we had a moment the other day where I went to Akashal of my yoga. Oh my class. gosh, that's my yoga studio. I love that's where I want to do my yoga teacher trip, right? And die there. Right. It's so good. So and good. I've only had time to go to one class while I was here, which is sad. I was like, I can go every single day, but it's far and expensive. So that's like, why we don't go it's so far. Yeah. I was like, and I'm not working this month, so I was like, okay, I don't have money to like go every single day, but yeah. just one class. It's on class pass though, if you need them. Really? It's cheaper in class pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope they're not listening to this. <laughs> we just well, we didn't say that, but yeah. So I went to my little yoga class, and then he sat in the little garden while I was doing it because yeah. he he's been to one yoga class with me before, but it's just Damn, his first he didn't class. Do yoga class. It was his first class, the one we went to in Vail, and I was like, honestly, I think this is like too intense for it you. It is. Too, it was like, Greg. Arthur was Greg's first class. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, just like naturally athletic, though. Yeah. See, Jacob is not. Like, so I was like, I'm not gonna like torture him. It is a hard fucking yoga class. He's not ready for that. Like, I think he needs a little bit something else before we put him through the ringer like for that. sure so yeah he just sat in the back end of his book while i was doing oh, it oh that's cute and then we saw that the little farmer's market on the ave was yeah. going on so i was like oh my god let's go to the farmer's market yeah and then we were buying like pickles and pico oh, and i got a little a like day. croissant and whatever <laughs> it was so great and then i was telling him after i was like i just want to live in a place where there's in our little bungalow where there's a farmer's market down the road 
And then he's like, and then he jumps in. He's like, yeah. And then we can like ride our bikes there. And like, I was like, oh my god, keep yeah. coming, keep and then coming. Stop like, like, dirty he's to like, me. We should have like, baskets <laughs> so we can put all of our veggies and produce in the baskets and then ride our bikes home. And I was like, those moments you are, are so special. Speaking to me right now. And then he's like, yeah. And then after we can like cook them and like do yoga in the backyard and like have our own garden. And I was like, you are so hot right now. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So this is our future. Okay. Great. That is the (laughs) most. Those little things are the most important to make sure you guys are like lined up with like food. Yeah. My first boyfriend ate so differently from me. Like he was like chicken nuggets and rice, which like I just like ate chicken nuggets and rice too because he ate chicken nuggets and rice. Like I could never eat the way I do now. Like dating someone like that. Like going out to dinner, cooking dinner together. Like how would we work that? You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, he definitely does have a different diet for me. We're kind of still like that's a hard yeah working on that. Enough. But when I cook vegan stuff, he'll eat it. Yeah, and he likes, and he it, likes it, it, and he doesn't complain about it. And then so when he said that, I was like, "You're really down for that? Like, yeah. okay, this actually might work. You better really because be I was for that. not <laughs> expecting that to come out of his mouth. Oh, so yeah. when he did say that, I was like oh my god okay this might be it for me (laughs) but you and the woman we're here to inspire the men for sure like that's our role like we get together and then like we we, change we're the muse we're the (laughs) yeah yeah, we do and like that's beautiful and they support us you know they're like our pillar and we're like the shakti creative energy just like the inspiration for them to grow and heal and like it's beautiful it's a beautiful cohesive relationship like the feminine and the masculine it doesn't have to exist only between a man and woman like in a same sex relationship yeah. there's the feminine masculine energies in play too and yeah. you could fulfill your soulmate relationship in that way also yeah i know i i love like i've never had i mean I've, this is my first real relationship it's mostly just been like situationships yeah. before this and oh stuff. wow your first one's always like <laughs> the most intense like, yeah so oh much my healing. god yeah but it's like when I was talking about this or talking about starting this, he was just like helping me like figure out the cover art. And I was talking to like some graphic designers and he was like trying to help me do it myself and just like being so supportive about mm-hmm. it. And it's not that I haven't really experienced anyone who was super controlling, but like, I don't know, in my head, I was going into it thinking that he was going to like hold me back. Wow. Yeah. And stop that me is from big. it. So when he kind of just like is so chill about it and like helping me take the stuff to the car and whatever and being like have fun I'm like okay no yeah we need that divine masculine support (laughs) my boyfriend does everything for me (laughs) oh my god no I I don't do anything anymore if I I don't even try to open the drawer I just hand it to him yeah just please (laughs) it's like the best (laughs) yeah like things are so convenient now you need to you need to to get things done yeah sure because I was super hyper independent before like doing everything myself my whole life and mm-hmm. just go traveling by myself moving to Colorado by myself not knowing it's so nice anybody. to take that exhale like when yeah. you're safe in a relationship it's just like an exhale like you don't have to do it alone anymore yeah and it's it's at first it was super weird getting used yeah. to that and just having him do things for me but now I'm like we do everything honestly yeah <laughs> I'm at that I'm like I'm yeah. so able to receive and he, he needs more from me which I understand yeah <laughs> like, I feel that I kind of called myself out for that a little bit late recently yeah that's I, like, I, I do too like, that's funny I feel like I need to give more but like honestly I just want to go meditate and do my own thing if you want to go do the dishes thank you oh yeah <laughs> for sure yeah he like he scratched goes, my back yeah. and like so massaged my butt for like an hour yesterday and then he was like can you massage my hand I was like no <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing but it's also like so easy for him like 
oh my gosh like i don't have strong hands to massage his hand like it's so hard and i feel like it's not even doing anything I, i'm like please ask so for mean. anything else he'll he's the same thing like because he works in the warehouse at our job so he has strong like yeah. warehouse hands yeah. so when he massages me that shit hurts but then yeah. he wants me to do the same thing. I'm like, I can't like, do he's it. Like, I don't even feel your hands. I'm like, then just let me not do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he, like, he literally says he can't feel it. I I'm literally like, can't help you then. <laughs> yeah, I only give him back scratches now because oh, yeah, that's, he doesn't even yeah, feel Yeah, they massages. do the massage. We do the back scratches yeah. and rubbies. And, For half the amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like my ADD, I need to go do something else now. Thanks. But like he, he he enjoys it. I think they're just built to serve in a different way. Like, because yeah. he can, he'll keep going. I'm like, you're a good babe. He's like, okay. I'm like, bro, my entire time I'm scratching your back I'm like counting down the minutes <laughs> <laughs> like when can I stop <laughs> literally oh my That's god funny. it's so true <laughs> I don't even know like why that is or the concept I think it's like a masculine feminine thing oh, like maybe. they're here to serve us <laughs> in a oh my beautiful god. way me uh, and my best friend we talk about this like as a joke sometimes but we're like we don't believe in feminism because i don't I think know. we're equal <laughs> yeah i think men are able to serve i, I used sort to say of that joke it's a joke because there is obviously mind. like the more to it but in the way where you're calling us equal i don't like that i one. don't think so <laughs> but of like, course we literally we give equal life pay. to this planet what yeah. you can't compare that it's almost like we're so much above in many ways <laughs> that like the feminist thing is almost like of duh that, like yeah, don't, don't dumb let, us down don't let, we have wombs we have the wisdom <laughs> like women are obviously meant to lead like yeah. that's why the witches were burned like we have that connection to the earth as a woman you yeah. know we're the bridge between the spiritual and the physical yeah we are we bring souls Naturally. from heaven to earth like we don't even really have to try no. or be around that energy to discover it in ourselves where i feel like men struggle with that that's why toxic masculinity is a thing. yeah because like, they weren't meant to lead so naturally. they're not comfortable yeah. in this patriarchy stage yeah. like they're I mean, they need why the matriarchy came around first oh my gosh the great cosmic mother that book have you read it's like no. what is that it's all about how matriarchy was the original religion of the world and like we actually don't even need men to make life <laughs> like oh like I mean, not anymore we definitely don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like even back then like well everyone a scientific fact when you start out in the womb you're a woman you're a yeah. girl you mm -hmm. know like there's so much that points to like women being the leaders the creators and like men being our support system and like that's what we're coming back to and it's beautiful and it doesn't have to be this like i'm better than you kind of way it's just like the natural order of yeah. earth <laughs> like yeah earth is a woman earth is a mother like the mothers give the mothers heal the mothers nurture and then like the men support that you know? yeah and we just want to be acknowledged for that power yeah. like and then the fact that we've them. been oppressed for thousands of years that makes us angry it makes us say things that sound a lot worse i know than they I actually are it's yeah. like we just want to be acknowledged yeah of course we get crazy we are. it's yeah. not that hard like it's not that hard <laughs> just tell me i'm beautiful <laughs> just tell me i'm a magical being and that i've changed your life <laughs> live without me it's really that simple my boyfriend's definitely like given into that he just like praises me all day it's pretty awesome yeah <laughs> it really is i'm like okay you can keep, going. keep going or something like randomly i'll just go up to him and be like what do you love about me <laughs> yeah, words of affirmation are so beautiful i know i didn't used to be in that but it's definitely like moved up on my list of yeah. languages it feels good it really does <laughs> but yeah any any final 
thoughts on healing relationships? Oh, I think I'm good there. That was so beautiful. Yeah, I love so just like a little girly chat. I know, <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay, well, this was fantastic. Fantastic. I'm really so excited for everyone to hear this. I know. I've never put like anything like this out to my followers. Like, yeah. Full story. I think they're gonna eat it up. I think they're gonna love it. I think they're gonna love it too. Yeah, and they're gonna be like, "Who's this other girl?" And like, yeah, my duo. <laughs> you don't know me, but <laughs> now you, you do. but yeah so thanks everyone for listening i don't know who's it gonna be or how many of you there's going to be but even if it's just one of you thank you so much thank you so much it's the best i really need this very healing conversation Mm, i love it it's what moves my world is healing conversation yes with women i love it okay everyone stay tuned for the next episode thank you so much for listening shy or shy Cheyenne. I like Cheyenne. Yeah. Cheyenne. Okay. I'm gonna change my Instagram name to Cheyenne. Yeah, because I can't tell if it's like Cheyenne or Cheyenne. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. I that was Cheyenne. like confirmation. I'm like, people <laughs> think my name is Shay, you know, like the entire Yeah, because when you shorten the word, people, you read it as Shay, but then yeah. like, when it's the long word, you don't you, you say Cheyenne yeah. or Cheyenne. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying for me of as course. well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Send them. Oh. <laughs> Bye.